Hello, late night listeners. Uh, this is Brian, and I wanted to let you know that we have a Patreon. It's a really fun thing. It's a great way to support the show, and it gets you access to all kinds of exclusive stuff. We have exclusive mini episodes. We have videos of me, for example, writing music for various things of the show. Leighton's doing all sorts of stuff, and it's just a really fun community. You also get access to our Discord if you sign up for our $5 a month tier or up. So uh, if you like the show and you like what you hear, please check us out over on Patreon. It's really a great way to to support us. Thanks so much. And enjoy Late Night with Brian Wecht. It's my Don Pardo impression. <clears throat> Hi, Leighton. Hi, Brian. So we are here at uh, Get This Copyright Claim Central, which I just <laughs> realized go. as the Spice Girls come on. Oh, this is the Twerp VIP show. I don't think we can record this, so uh, we'll talk to everybody after yes, this happens. Yeah. All right, so we are out here after the Twerp VIP set. We're recording for the podcast, so for our two friends that are here with us right now, you know what we're doing. We're trying to get enough phone recordings together for an entire podcast episode. But not too much to kill Jared. That's right. So, uh, friends, do you want to introduce yourselves? Hey, I'm Vernon Shaw. You remember me from other late nights. Do you want to say that, like, way louder? I'm Vernon Shaw, and I'm and I'm so I'm so stoked to be here in Tampa Bay, Florida, here yeah, for I, Creator Clash and also a Twerp show. And I think our fourth friend may not want to introduce himself at the moment. Dude. But he is here. But he is here. And uh, let's just say he's a good friend and a very talented musician. Great. Brian, yes. what are your feelings on Creator Clash tomorrow? Uh, I'm looking forward to see some people I've wanted to punch get hit. Very, very true. Yes. We're in Florida. Everything's cool here. We're coming, are... coming at you live from Tampa, Florida. Yep. I wish we were anywhere else, but I'm happy to be here with our friends. We've, we've been having a great time. And two, two whiskey Cokes in. Vibing. Yeah, that's right. So that's good enough. I'd like to hang out with our friends now. Yeah, that would be better than doing the podcast. Not I do that not we don't much, love doing the podcast. Much love to listeners, but uh, yeah. stop by later. I'll give a couple fight predictions. Yeah. We'll, oh, we'll, oh shit. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll talk greater clash. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be there in Aaron's corner. This is coming out afterwards, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna be in Aaron's. Greater clash is tomorrow. How Aaron long Clash's do you think tomorrow. it takes us to edit these? Yeah. No, I, I don't know, man. Jarek's really good at editing. Do you hear that, Jarek? I, I love you so much, Jarek. We love you, Jarek. I really enjoyed being your friend. You're a great addition to my life. Thank you for cutting out all my sniffles. You're an absolute champion. All right. We are coming to you live from my hotel room. From a trash can. Yeah, the computer's on a trash can. We're at one of Tampa's... Um, Premier. Old hotels. And we were about to head over to Creator Clash in, I don't know, half an hour or so. And uh, last night was the twerp show, so I guess we could debrief about that. Yes, yes, briefly. that was the plan. I think we got all of 10 seconds of audio before uh, copyright yeah. music started playing in the background. So, uh, well, what did you guys think? You were awful contestants on Is It Mayo? It Live. was fine. And it was mayo. I gotta say, folks at home, Is It Mayo is not that bad. Thank you. I swallowed it, and it's the coating of mayo on your mouth afterwards that's the killer. And also, like, I knew that you had planned to do that, but do you what? want to swallow the mayo? 
and you went first, and then because you swallowed the mayo, I had to swallow the mayo. I did say spitting is for quitters. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I just got really a cheer from the crowd. It definitely did. You're goddamn right. But yeah, so the order we it was uh, Layden, who I gave a moderate amount of mayonnaise. Yes, because I I asked specifically because I was planning to be a cretin on stage. So, but you did great. And then Vernon, who I gave merely a lot. I would describe it as a glob. A glob. A globbing mouthful. And then Vaughn, who was an audience member, uh, joined us on stage, and they got a hell of a lot of mayo. <laughs> a, a Hellman's a yes, lot? Yes, a Hellman's boo, a lot of mayo. And was a very good sport about it. So thank you, Vaughn, if you're listening to this. You know what? Should I say the shtick with is it mayo? Let's yeah. just say the no, audience. No, don't, don't, don't let him. The audience reaction was great. A magician never reveals his secrets. And uh, I'm a a comedy magician, right? Brian, what did you think of Trey Magnifique's set? Me, personally? Yeah, what did you Uh, like it? I liked his set a lot. Uh, You know, as a fellow jazz beau, uh, I I, I appreciated what he was trying to do. Mm. Let me say that. (laughs) What did you think, Vernon? I I don't know, man. Like, it it was... Well, what was it? Do you want to describe it? Trey Magnifique comes out um, in a white blazer and not much else. Um, except pants. For, there were pants. pants. Yeah, there pants were pants. Were Sunglasses and an attitude. Yeah. All right, mm-hmm. uh, a smooth jazz attitude. Jazz attitude. Yeah, there, there was a moment at the very beginning of the set when Trey began playing and just, just did a really sensual lick of a soprano saxophone, mm-hmm. and it just—it's just something I'll never forget. Yeah, that's my thought. I thought Trey was too sexual, and I found it really body and crass and unacceptable for. That's that's smooth jazz. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, Layton. Like, if you can't handle the heat, stay out of the jazz kitchen. Oh, speaking of heat. Um, oh, my God. It was fucking hot in there. It's it hot here. Look, muggy. As someone who has performed in many a club, uh, including with Twerp, that was all-time levels of bad in terms of hot. That's Bill uh, Hader's Stefan hottest club in Tampa, Florida. It, yeah, because it was like, it was sold out. And uh, it was hot and muggy outside. And then it had to be... 20 degrees hotter inside. Gosh, yeah. yeah. We, no, we listened to that most of the twerp set just outside, just because I think anything else we would have just turned into puddles. Yeah, yeah. we were choking down glizzies. That's hot dogs for um, you dilettantes. Glizzy? So yeah. Just what? going straight from swallowing to, to glizzies, Throat man. goat glizzies? Yeah. I've never heard that. Where, where are you getting Gl- glizzies Glizzies is a New York term. Really? Is it what? Yeah, 100,000%. Yeah. No, you're making this up. No, are you, you're, you're kidding. You, you're not a glizzy goblin? Well, of course I'm a glizzy you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not I've never fucking, heard of, like, it's not a, it's not a <laughs> no, New York term. No, 100,000% glizzy is a New York thing. If the internet worked in this hotel, I would look it up right now. I, I will reveal this. I bought Brian a hot dog. Yes, she did. And he didn't put mayo on it. And I could have, because there was mayo. There were packets. Uh, it was a good hot dog, actually. It was, it was so, really I had two of them. They were amazing. Um, Better than the twerp show. <laughs> That's a lie. We so we were there for the yeah. VIP show also, which is top secret. But it was amazing, and I put a question in the Q and A box, and they answered it, and yep. it was to my satisfaction. So it was great. They, they answered mine too. Yeah, and was tri- yours also from Brent Lilly? No, it was just from me. And I asked them if they smoked weed, and they told me they couldn't. They can't say. They yeah. did say honking on that bobo. Though, honking on so. that bobo. Yeah, they answered Trey Magnifique's question. What was Trey's question? What is jazz, man? <laughs> And what Dr. Sung said, which I thought was an amazing answer, was jazz is what happens when you take music and you push it down the stairs. (laughs) (laughs) Which I thought was really great. 
So, yeah, I love their VIP. They play songs. They take questions, a shocking number of which were vetoed because they can veto a question during the yeah. q I liked the alternate of uh, if it was not vetoed, it was free-toed. Yes, that was great. Actually, so their VIP, because uh, I've seen them do this before, inspired how we do the NSP VIP now, too, mm-hmm. which is people, well, write questions, or in our case, uh, now submit them like via Google form, mm-hmm. and then we can go through and pick the ones we most want to answer and reject the rest. You know, it's both a way to whittle out, shall we say, weird questions. Mm -hmm. And also, honestly, more than weird, the questions that we filter out are just the ones that have been asked a billion times. And so it's What are some songs that you never uh, made? Yeah, which I'm of two minds about because they're genuine questions and people like to know the answers. But also, as performers, at some point you want to do what's most fun for you. Yeah. And one thing that was amply evident at the Twerp show, which I say as a compliment, is they are having fun. Right? Yes. A lot of fun. It's so much fun. It's fun to watch friends have fun. It's fun to watch people have fun. Yes. Um, I don't personally like having fun. No. But I do like I to think watch it's other people have right. it. As long as I'm in a good mood. If I'm in a bad mood, I see people having fun and get homicidally angry. <laughs> It was nice to meet a lot of people, including a few podcast listeners last night. Oh, really? Show, yeah. None of them talked to me. Well, they said woo. I didn't meet them. You personally. got a woo, yeah. Oh, you got a couple woos. I did hear the woo, but I thought that was just a general affirmative woo. Oh, it might have been. Out of yeah, politeness. You're right. Nobody came up to me and said, I listened to the podcast. And more people than I expected wooed when we Yeah. It. Yes. What's the presumptuous when you hate yourself? Just assuming that everybody's just being polite. Uh, you're a self-loathing woo? Yeah, yeah. It's all on the spectrum of the woo girl versus the boo girl. <laughs> wait, wait, the woo, woo... Woo girl versus boo girl. Talk about this. And you got a woo girl? It's, uh, yeah. That's like a drunk lady who's going, woo! Yeah, 100%. And I gotta say, I'm a woo girl. I'm a big-time wooer. Of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes, in the dark days, you're a boo girl. Which is... Boo. Not boo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 completely different. What are your predictions for creator? Oh, hey, this is Vernon. It's weird because I talk to you guys about this all the time. But I don't think I've ever said it on the internet. But uh, I've been boxing since I was in college. And I've been helping Aaron train for the past like year and some change for the first creator clash and now for this creator clash. I am completely confident in my fighter's ability to win the fight. If you look closely at the replay, you'll see me in Aaron's corner. I'm one oh, of his yeah. cornermen. Um, is Torp in the corner too, or are they just walking out? Uh, they're walking out, but they like get to like jump into the ring, I think. Nice. Maybe. Don't quote me on that. Who are his other cornermen? It's me and his trainer, Ricky O'Kane. Okay, yeah. Who, Shout uh, out to Ricky. Ricky yeah, we had Ricky dinner with rules. the other night. Uh, I think nice he's guy. great. That man yeah. is enigmatic. Yeah, he doesn't give you a lot to work with conversationally. No, sir. But no, sir. Like a very nice but boy, guy. can he punch. So, yeah. And he's got great comedic timing. Yes. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, like, I might eat my words in a couple hours, but I'm completely confident in Aaron's ability to win this fight, and I'm really excited to see my guy, like, just do work. Do you have any other Creator Clash predictions? I think Ethan's got it. I got to spar with Ethan as well. And that that kid's got that dog in him, man. That, that guy's been working out like crazy. He's pretty um, shredded right now. What uh, fight do you think has the highest possibility of both people getting very fucked up? Nathan Barnett versus AB. Those are two, oh, yeah. like, without a doubt, two people who just do not back down. So They're like the Brian Wax of boxing. 100,000. Yeah, you get it. Yeah. I'm, um, of course I get it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm like legitimately worried about. Like Those are two guys with like... God, just, they won't quit. They won't quit. 
So cross your fingers for that. I had a very long conversation with Marisha Ray just today. Uh, I fed her a hot pepper years ago, back when I ran hot pepper gaming. But yeah, I had a long conversation with her and she talked to me about her training and I like... She's the best. Yeah, man, I'm rooting for her. She's got some moves that she can show off at this one. Yeah. But yeah, altogether, this year's Creator Clash, like, I think it's just an entirely different breed of influencer boxer. I think people are taking it very, very seriously. extremely oh, seriously. It's amazing how seriously. So I'm, I'm really excited to see what people are pulling out here. It's going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. All, All right. right. And now I got now I got to run to my uh, run to my room and then I'll see you guys. All in right. It. We'll see you over there. Oh, yeah, get it. Have fun. Uh, bye. Yeah. Bye, Vernon. Goodbye. I don't know about you. I never want them to come in and clean the room. I just need to be a pig. I like it. I, I do really? like it. And I've noticed. So some hotels since COVID, some hotels now, like the default is they don't do it. At the same time, I will always hang my towel because it's stupid to wash a towel after one use. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I will admit, I like it when the bed is made up. I think that's that's a nice thing. I, I make my bed. I don't have, like, sheets. I have, like, a, you know, fitted sheet and then, like, a chenille blanket and then a duvet. But mm-hmm. I feel so restricted in a hospital bed. A hospital bed. Oh, wow. In a hotel bed. Yeah. I got to, like, kick it out of the tuck. Yeah, well, that's the part. Yeah, tight tuck in a hotel bed is sometimes you don't notice it until it's too late. Right. And then you're trapped. Yeah. Trapped forever. Yeah. Never to leave the bed. Um, yeah. And these beds, look, this hotel has some of the, shall we say, firmest beds I have ever experienced. I actually, so I got an Airbnb because they were out of hotel rooms and you've heard me bitch about this all weekend. But I will say sleeping in these hotel beds uh, compared to the twin size brick that I slept on for one night. Yeah. Way better. Vast improvement. Okay, good. Yeah, no, it was hard. And I also, so folks at home, Brian has heard this already, but I got an Airbnb, 40 bucks a night, getting what I paid for. 40 bucks a night? Yeah. And A, I don't like supporting Airbnb, but I was out of options if I didn't want to pay 500 bucks a night. So I went with this and just from the get-go, the lady was so aggro with me. Oh. So there are a ton of rules. And I messaged her like, hey, your house is, you know, beautiful, which was a lie. You know, looking forward to staying there, blah, blah, blah. And the first thing she says in response is, okay, did you read the rules? And then, like, she wanted me to read them again. Anyway, so these rules were reiterated. And then there was a printout on the door of my room. And I'm going to read my favorite rule. Oh, this is a good one. And this first sentence is bolded and underlined. <clears throat> You must wear full clothing when not in the bedroom or the bathroom. Under no circumstances do you run from the bathroom to the bedroom or vice versa without being fully dressed. You will be asked to leave immediately. I will know. Be bolded underlined. Police will be called and will get a video of you in a towel or naked. The living room and hallways are a shared space and they will arrest you for indecent exposure. You are not the only person here. Bolded underlined. No one wants to see that. I will know is, I mean, there are several crazy things in there. I will, like, are there cameras? Yes, not in the room itself. Oh, there are cameras? Yes, with audio and video, which oh made God. sure to emphasize. But oh, with, see, I didn't realize that. That's yeah. That's awful. Yeah, and I thought that, like, I don't know, maybe she would stop being aggro because I, like, messaged her when the plane landed saying, like, hey, I'm going to be a little bit late. Our flight just got in. And then she was like, hold on. This booking is for one person only. If you if you have two people, you need to contact Airbnb and go somewhere else. And it was like, Jesus Christ. There were – I was not the only person on the plane. Wow. Yeah. That's I was using a royal we. Yeah. 
Like, I'm sure all of those rules come from, I'm sure that shit has actually happened. Oh, I'm sure, but you if know, it's some, that, some naked guy was just walking through yeah. the Airbnb at some point and someone, and, and freaked someone out, for sure. But if it's that miserable, maybe don't be a fucking landlord, bro. Get a real job. Also, will that note deter someone who's determined to be naked publicly? It just made me, as an anxious person, incredibly anxious. Like, yes. there was a lot of, like, do not message me from the hours of 10 to 9. If you have trouble getting in, that's your problem. If you do really? not lock the door behind you, I will charge you extra money. Oh, my like, God. Yeah. yeah, that's awful. Yeah. That's a bad Airbnb. Very the, much so, yeah. The idea, it said no towel either, right? No towel? Didn't it say, like, you must be You can't be, be out in a towel, yeah. The, I one think, of, maybe I'm in a minority here. I think it's okay if you're walking from a bathroom to your bedroom. Oh, do you want to know how close the bathroom is to the bedroom? Yes. It's one of those ends of a hallway where it's like an L, where the bedroom doors are, okay. and then across from this one is the bathroom. So it's right there. It's right there, yeah. I was, is there a camera pointing at the hallway? Yes. And the general living area. And Amazing. Yeah, I but I discovered today as I moved my stuff into this hotel that I accidentally took a washcloth that she put in the room with the towel. Oh, Layton. And I am just oh, praying no. to God she doesn't notice. Can you bring it back? I'm not bringing it back. Fuck this lady. <laughs> There's a pretty good chance she counts towels. Well, yeah, if she figures it out, I'm going to be like, okay, let me Venmo you the $2 for the shittiest washcloth I've ever seen. Yeah. I'm not, you know, paying for another lift to go once back and drop off a goddamn towel. I feel like they try to fuck you with that sometimes. I was once, I stayed at an Airbnb uh, in Toronto last summer when I was up there for a recording session. And they had like these little plants. And it was in a pot, tiny cactus, maybe a two inch by two inch pot. I knocked one off a shelf and broke it. Okay, well, being a upstanding moral human, I messaged the host and said, look, I broke your cactus and said, I'm happy, to, you know, happy to pay for it. How much do you think the guy charged me? A hundred dollars. No, 25 for a small cactus in a pot. That thing costs five bucks. Maybe. Max. Yeah. Maybe. And I was like, fucking whatever. I paid it. But then, you know, you feel like, oh, I shouldn't have been honest about it. I, ne I never would have noticed if I had said something. But no. I would have felt bad. Yeah. If this lady was a little bit nicer to me, I probably would have returned it. And I don't want it. It is like as crap. Everything in the room, as crappy as could possibly be. Yeah. So. so it's a shitty Airbnb. Very shitty Airbnb. Yeah. But that's what I get for using Airbnb. So, so you, you, joke's on me. But I feel like we should talk about Creator Clash. We don't actually have a lot of time before. Uh, I think the go. shuttle leaves in like 15 minutes. Oh, shit. But yeah, I don't know. I've never seen live fighting before. Um, no, me neither. And I'm very excited to see our friends hit each other in the face really hard. I was in the front row of the press conference and the weigh-in yesterday. Um, well, that yeah, I was going to ask you to talk about that because I wasn't there because I was uh, sound checking. A lot of shit talking. Everybody seemed seemed very excited to be there. I, I want to see these people fuck each other up, but in a safe and controlled way. You know, I want to smell the blood in the air. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to be attending in the ninja costume. That's so really a questionable fun. choice. Like, I respect the artistic decision, but it seems like suffocate -y. Yeah, I've worn that thing so often on stage. Yeah, I'm excited. There's so many people who are fighting, uh, hearing them talk about it. It's been 
It's been great. And I assume you don't want to talk about what you're doing after Creator Clash? I won't say where, but me and a bunch of the other gamers who are here, uh, bad grammar, whatever, are going to the beach for a week. I thought that was fine grammar. Thanks. Thanks. I reject uh, people who reject me. You know, I respect that. I don't like people who reject me either. <laughs> That's why I can't use dating apps. <laughs> um but yeah, so we're gearing up to go do that, and it will be very fun. And Aaron's brother, Nate, will be there, along with some of our other friends. And I just, I love Aaron's brother. By, by, He's yeah, the I was going to say, Nate rules. We're on a Discord with him, and, you know, occasionally are like, chatting on Discord, but I'd never met the guy in person, and he's just so great. Such a funny, sweet, kind guy. Ernest, I really like, like him. Just yeah. immediate good vibes. So funny uh, watching like people interact with him for the first time, and he's just like, just gets along with everybody. Yeah, he, um, very friendly. The first time I met him was like years ago. He and his now wife came, and we did karaoke, and he did Hell by Squirrel Nut Zippers. Oh, I okay. respect the shit out of that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's been really fun hanging out with him. And we've hung out with him a lot in the last two <laughs> 48 days. 48 like hours? Yeah, yeah. We should talk about, we can talk about the flight out here a little bit. A lot of us were on the LAX to Tampa flight. Yes, uh, on indeed. Thursday. Saw a lot of friends. I got on the plane, two rows behind me was Mika Burton. And I didn't know she was going to be on the flight. It was awesome to see her. Uh, Jarvis was sitting literally directly behind me. Oh, wow. Uh, and Giving us some psychic energy. Yeah. Just super, super nice dude. And then randomly, other friends would just walk by and be like, oh, yeah. I mean, so this, this whole being at the hotel and it's, it's just like constantly running into friends and it's awesome. Yeah. Um, I didn't expect to see her. Jack Douglas. I uh, know. Ran past him yesterday. I think this is the only thing I've ever been at with that concentration of like YouTube friends. Yes. It, it's great. People I haven't seen in years and uh, it's Matt just. and Marisha. Those two, I think are maybe the two best huggers of all time. They're and just the nicest people. Yeah, Matt has a sick manicure. If you see him again, check oh, out his nails. Okay. You hold a magnet above magnetized nail polish, and it gives it like a galaxy what? metallic look. Oh my God. Yeah. I need to do something about my cuticles. I have cuticle issues. You do you do some cuticle oil on them. I don't know what that is. Oh, that's the way. If you have okay. cuticle issues, you just do a little dab I don't on know. it. Oh, yeah, I noticed they've been peeling back a little bit. The last time I got a manicure. Can you guess the last time I got a manicure? Two thousand five. Close, 2007 for my wedding. Wow. Yeah. Let's see. We've had some food together on this trip. Yes. Yeah, so this may be the most time we've ever spent together. Yeah. Because it was uh, like when we started, I was like, oh, my God, we're doing this in person. When was the last time we did a podcast yeah. in person? It's been a while. Yeah. It's great. We've got to we hung out for 20 seconds in the airport, but then yes. dinner and. Uh, yeah. Corp show and we, we went to this amazing Hungarian question mark. Romanian. Romanian. The family was Romanian. Okay. Yeah. Romanian restaurant. And it was so fucking uh, good. Chanta. I'll uh, give him a shout out uh, in Tampa. Did you hear what the, the hostess was saying? About her family. Yeah. So yeah. And she's like, you know, that's my cousin working over there. And these are my grandparents' recipes. And my dad's in the kitchen. And it was so good. We ordered a lot of different stuff on the menu. And, you know, when I think of what am I going to eat in Tampa, Romanian mm -hmm. is not the first choice that pops out, but it was yeah. awesome. Yeah, the little eggplant spread for the, I put yep. it on the cheesy bread great. with a little bruschetta and the, uh, I don't like mushrooms, but those stuffed mushrooms those were, were great. amazing. I had lamb chops, which was mm -hmm. awesome. 
waitress was like, this is my, you know, my grandfather's recipe. You'll never have them any other way. It was awesome. And just cool people. To be honest, I was a little on the fence about coming. I was excited, but I was like, ah, oh, you know, I don't know. It's a 20,000 person arena. I assume I'm going to get COVID again from this, but yeah, I mean, I had it semi recently, so hopefully I have enough antibodies left from that plus vaccine. Um, but whatever. I was like, you know what? Acceptable risk. And now having come here, I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah. As always, it's just like fucking amazing to see Twerp and get to hang oh. out with them. Like, those guys are some of my favorite people, as we've said a million times on this show. But, they are, you know, we see them so rarely. My favorite thing with Twerp, in general, actually, not just with Twerp, but whenever I see a friend performing and they do something they think is funny and it doesn't land... I love it because I always think it's funny. Yes. Every single thing they say is the best. Kills me. Phobos. Phobos is, is one of the funniest fucking people. Oh my God. People. That's so funny. And it, you know, you guys don't know him in person. He is very understated as a human being. And he just drops these comedy bombs all the time. He's incredible. Oh, I love watching twerp bomb because I'm always like, why the fuck didn't they laugh at that? Yeah. That, that was, was a good funny. Bit. That was a good joke. Come on, guys. They're just the best. It was so fun to see him perform again and they're trying out new stuff you know i got to hear a bunch of songs for the first time and it's fun to hear new and old songs with those guys because they're they're incredible temperature in that fucking club though oh my god yeah as we mentioned it's 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 satan's armpit in here what do you think the temperature is outside right now like 86 is my guess be close 89 yo look at that got him does it say the humidity though max unacceptable yeah (laughs) And what are we doing tomorrow? 48%. What are we doing tomorrow? I don't know. So there's a uh, gala at night that exactly. yes. uh, we're yes. invited to. But beyond that, I don't know. I could be talked into stuff. So the thing that I very desperately want to do is I want to round up all the gamers and go to Waffle House. Oh, I thought you were going to say the fancy steak place. We were not able to get a reservation okay. for Burns, which well, is a good. which is a bummer. But yes, let's all go to Waffle House because the last time I had it was MomoCon 2018. Oh wow! And it's one of the things that I miss. Is there? I mean, this is a stupid question. There's is one, there nearby. one nearby. Yeah, let's go to Waffle House. There's also a Steak and Shake, and you know, I know a lot of people shit on Steak and Shake, but it's I'm not a fan. It's it's a nostalgia thing for me. I think whenever I came here as a kid, going to the Dali Museum, that place fucking. Rips, but oh, I think yeah. it's I'd like to closer to St. Petersburg. Why is there a Dali Museum here? Did he live here? I don't know, but it's like one of the coolest. It's half an hour drive. Art, mu- <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that lift. Um, yeah. One of the coolest art museum because they have so many of the ones that he like spent a year on, and they're you know taller oh, than wow. this room is. That's cool. I would like to see that. I've never been so. I've never been to St. Petersburg. I know it's not too far. Maybe someday. The gala should be fun, though. I, I've got a cute little thing figured out but then we have mm-hmm. to go get on the plane straight from the gala and we've committed oh you do yes like when do when's your flight i don't know but it's at night after but it's gala. at night oh mid, my god midway through so we're just committing to oh to god. staying dressed up oh you are on the flight yeah, that's yeah. awesome why not that's great i don't dress up that much a lot because it's like a real like red carpet situation yeah. which ugh. what are you wearing sorry who are you wearing I'm wearing a Zara dress. It's like a very pretty uh, teal with some like gold hardware on it. It's this nice. is not the one you wore to the event last summer, or it is. <laughs> no, I did okay. not have it. That that one was uh, from Fashion Nova. <laughs> <laughs> 
which I think it fell apart after I washed it. Are you, do you have a, a fit for Galen? I am deciding. Okay. So I, I do. If it's a blue suit, but I'm half debating going in the white suit. Yes, that's what I was going to suggest. I think you should do that. Yeah. And keep the sunglasses on. On. I actually, time. I right. have a pair of white sunglasses if you want to borrow them. I feel like Trey's got a look. Trey does have a look. It's that, true. That look is. Well, and one thing, actually, here, I'll get this out because I don't think you can necessarily see this on stage last night. By the way, we're pulling the curtain back. I'm Trey Magnifique. Shock and awe. Can you see that there's, like, kind of a noticeable stain (laughs) here, which I only noticed when I pulled this out out to to wear it. It actually is better than it was, but it's definitely there. What's it from? Who the fuck knows? Great. So, Rachel... Thought it was like a very large makeup stain, which is it was probably pressed against something in a suitcase on tour. Or yeah. this thing has not been washed in a while. Oh, neat! Um, I think that makes sense. Like Trey's unique brand of funk. Here's the this is the blue. It's very like dad at a country club. Yes. Um. Yeah. White so suit all the way. One idea I had for the white suit is to never wash it and just let it get grayer and worse and grosser over time. Uh, much like the career of a musician. <laughs> I've been repeatedly but. calling myself a middling game developer this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Which of the tray bits, the non-musical bits, did you like? Um, I really liked the Sagittarius bit. Thank you. And your refusal to let it go. Yeah, so that bit is I dedicate a song to the memory of my smooth jazz mentor, Sagittarius Crisco which always gets a laugh. And then anytime someone laughs, I start over. And yeah. I keep building it out. It does my favorite thing, which is goes on too long past the point where people are enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, and alienates the audience. Yes, which it definitely, like, people stopped actually laughing at some point. Yeah. Which was... Mutual accountability, hard to get a crowd to do that. What they did do, and this was a gamble, I've never done this before. I said, it's great to be here in and then paused, and then someone screamed, Tampa. I said Tampa. I was hoping that would work. Wow. And it definitely did. I like that a lot. Yeah. Should we stop here and do some sort of debrief tomorrow so we can share our thoughts on I think that sounds great. Yeah, so we will we'll stop here, and uh, we'll be back after the event. And see you on the other side. Bye. All right, so we're, we're, okay. we're currently in a posse walking back from Creator Clash. What's up? It's we, over. We got a Vernon. We got a Brian. We got a... Brent. Wow. Incredible. Our boy won. Our boy won. Our boy it fucking won. God. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I feel so much better now. We're on the streets of Tampa. And uh, it's fucking wet. I'm sorry, what was the humidity again? 85%. Right? Max. 76 degrees, 85% humidity. We wanted this to be a little anthology of the weekend. We had a great night. Saw lots of friends. Yes. Those who won, won. Those who didn't, kicked their ass. I was right about Aaron. I was right about Ethan. Ethan Ethan looked so good. I'm so proud of Ethan. Yeah, amazing. Alana, fucking incredible. hung in there, dude. Fucking nailed it. Marisha had a great night. Haley, Haley, a fucking beast. But Marisha was also incredible in that fight. Yeah, dude, she didn't back down, man. She didn't back down. Everybody should be incredibly proud of themselves. Like, it's just... 
such a, I'm, we all cried when Aaron won. <laughs> yeah, it, it was messy. It was uh, maybe like the purest moment of bliss I've had in literal years. Yeah, it was awesome. Fun night, lots of friends, met some new ones or people I, you know, I, Indeed. I knew. I, there was a cheese board. I met uh, Kill Bill the Rapper for the first time. Oh, rules. He, yeah. His music rules. I'd never met him in person before. Just sweetheart of a dude. Hung out with Rav a little bit. Love that great guy. Great guy. Love that guy. Also, great music. Incredible uh, fashion sense. Short king. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, sorry, everybody. That was just a bird scooter you skidding to a stop Akira like the goddamn yeah. Akira slide. <laughs> Anyway, so we're almost back at the hotel and we're going to do a party or whatever. So, like, uh, fuck podcasting. See you on, on tomorrow. Okay. See ya. All right. Say bye. All right. Bye. Well, we're live here in Leighton and Vernon's hotel room. And Vernon, what, what position are you in right now? I was in downward dog and now I'm lying face down on the bed. I believe a, that's called the worm. I'm a little, um, what's the word? Yoked. Tired. Oh, that, that too. I'm a little tired. Last night was a lot, boys. Yeah, so last time we uh, uh, yacked at you was before the event. And we are now, it is uh, Sunday morning. Well, there's a clip Sunday directly afternoon. after the event. Oh, that's true. That's right. That We have a brief walk clip I forgot about. Yeah, we were um, all wore out, though. And mostly adrenaline shook. Wore up and tore up. Jesus Christ, what did you guys think of the show? Was that insane or what? Wait, so are you talking about the Trey Magnifique show? <laughs> well, okay, let's start with Trey Magnifique and then we'll move we, to which we already did. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, I am just so overwhelmed by what a great event this was. It is, there's so many ways you could try to do this and have it be awful. Yeah. Right? I don't want to drop any names, Jake Paul, Logan Paul, that kind of thing, <laughs> where it, it feels more about the people, you know what I mean? Like, it feels like an ego trip. Yeah. And maybe, of course, my knowledge of this is tarnished by knowing the actual people, Elden Ring reference. Uh, but it, it really felt like people were kind of doing this as a community, watching the fighters fight and then give each other huge hugs yeah. at the end in a genuine way was yeah. amazing. This whole event's felt like a like a weird family reunion, of, especially a ton of people I haven't seen since before pandemic. And yes. getting to see them yes. after all these years has been just truly, like, a, it's a nice reminder that, like, I I have friends, right? Yeah, it, yeah. it feels like we, di- we all died and went to heaven and all our buddies are here and you can yeah. see dogs and we're, we're having fun. Yeah, it's it's so great to see people. I met a bunch of new people, saw some old friends, people I haven't seen in five years. A lot of the, you know, Grumps crew, Grumps RGT crew came out. Ross was here. Yeah. Uh, it was great to see him. Matt uh, and Ryan. Matt and Ryan, who, do, by the way, amazing job with that national anthem. In many ways, they are mm-hmm. like my heroes for the stuff that they, they make and how prolific they are and how low their bar is. <laughs> Which I mean as a compliment. Like, you know, so much of what I do is produced and we take forever and it mm-hmm. takes a year, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. They have a cool idea and they do it. Some of the stuff, of course, they spend a longer time on. But I just, I wish I had that level of uh, idea to execution and that drive. they have. And drive. Yeah. Um, Can we have a quick conversation about Aaron Hansen's performance? Yes. Of I would. Uh, th- that's night. mainly what I wanted to do. So, Vernon, you know more about boxing than I ever planned to. 
Uh, <laughs> let's talk about that fight. Yeah, okay. I think I mentioned this last time we were talking, but um, uh, I used to box back in college, um, and it was just one of those skill sets that kind of just kept in the back pocket and never talked about and never really had any use for until last year when Aaron told me he was training for Creator Clash 1, and I helped him train up for the Harley fight. That went a certain way. So proud of my boy. But ever since then, he's been, you know, working out six days a week since oh, that God. first one. Like, it's been insane seeing his transformation. And these last couple months, I've been his uh, training and sparring partner. I had to learn to box southpaw for any uh, for any boxing enthusiasts out there. And I'm not That means left-handed. Yeah, so I had to learn that to, like, sort of simulate what fighting Jarvis would be like. And, uh, you know, we put a lot of work in. And seeing Aaron at the beginning of this journey at Creator Clash 1 and seeing the skill set that he had and the things that he needed to work on for the next time, it is really, really remarkable to see just what he was able to pull off uh, against Jarvis last night. Truly. Um, The the big issue was in the beginning, you know, you you get walloped and then you turn away from the punch. That's like the natural human predilection for when someone is attacking you and it's something that you have to do a lot of work to sort of like get around, but... Well, why don't you want to turn away from the punch? Doesn't that minimize the impact? Oh, because then the next punch comes, right? Ah, uh, uh, the second it, punch. Yeah, it's the, it's, uh, that's the saying in boxing. It's the punches you don't see that hurt the most. I see. Um, so if you turn away, you can't see what's coming. Next. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So like a lot of the training you do, especially in the like beginning levels of boxing, is just to get rid of the flinch reflex that happens when oh, someone is punching you. Yeah. So you literally just stand there and have someone like tap you in the face until you stop blinking when they do it. But, you know, oh. like, uh, Aaron's been at this for well over a year at this point, and I think it really shows in the Jarvis fight that Jarvis came out swinging hard. real hard. I don't know like, anything about boxing. No, like, we just didn't expect that to happen. Yeah. Like, if you want me to put on, like, my little fight commentator. Yes, that, please. Like, yes. I think Jarvis had a hand he could play, and he played it to, like, the best of his abilities, where I think he knew that he didn't have the gas in his tank to go all five rounds. So his strategy was to overwhelm Aaron as quickly and as forcefully as possible. Yeah. And we saw him, like, really pull that off in that and, first round where he just it, fucking swung. And it noted, like, I remember at the beginning of that fight, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, there was a stumble. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, shit. My fucking heart was in my throat when that happened. But Aaron, to his credit, after all that training, he would, he would get popped by Jarvis in this flurry of attacks. And instead of turning away, he would fire back. Yep. And I think that made all the difference in his ability to win the fight in that he wouldn't back down from Jarvis. Yeah. So Jarvis played his hand. He tried to overwhelm Aaron with a flurry. Aaron counteracted that. And then, like, Jarvis ran out of cards to play, right? I was in Aaron's corner. I was one of his cornermen. And we were between rounds. And I looked over to Jarvis's corner. And he was just sucking in air. He looked like that was all he had. And then the second round ended how it ended. And um, Aaron... Had a game plan. He trained in that game plan, and the game plan succeeded. And I'm just yeah. so proud of that guy's well, success. Let me ask you a few questions. Do sure. you think that that was Jarvis's strategy? Like that was not just 100%. like a spur. Okay, that's what I asked. Hundred percent. So he was like, come in hard, try to get him right away. Yeah. And if that doesn't work, well, then we go on from there. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that was exactly. like something they trained to do. I would assume so. Absolutely, because. Like, seeing him between rounds, like, there, there, you got that sense that, that was like, well, we tried it. That was it. And it ended pretty shortly thereafter. Yeah. But, now, you know, be, being in Aaron's corner and see, seeing him, like, sitting on the stool, like, looking relatively calm for the circumstances, especially after having, like, withstood a beatdown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and had a game plan. And I know he was more. way more zen about it this As, year than that, he was last year. That was the, that was yeah. the absolute funniest part about this is that like I really I really got to see Aaron go through the five stages of grief uh, <laughs> as it pertains to boxing. I've been doing boxing for a while now. I don't like it. I think boxing is bad. I think boxers are bad people. I include myself in that. Um, wait, wait, hold on. Newsflash. Vernon thinks he's a bad person. <laughs> wow. Surprise. Yeah. Do you have Surpri- to be Catholic? Like yes. Yeah. Yeah. just in. Uh, I'm really sorry for that one thing. All of us Catholics did that one time. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, it was really fun. It was really fun when Aaron first started boxing. It was so much fun because I just got to show up and slap my homie around and be like, oh, no, stop hitting me. And I'm like, why are you hitting yourself? Why are you-? yeah, yeah. It was so great. Uh, and then he trains like Rocky for a year. And then I started working out with him. And every time I drove to practice, I would sit in my car for a little bit and then like play really loud music and then think about how much I didn't want to do this. And every day it felt like I was walking to my funeral. And after every practice, I left it and it was like I had a new lease on life for another 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah, because you were, you know, messaging me like I'm terrified of Aaron. <laughs> well, the guy's—he's a big fucking guy. Yeah, yeah. And he, he, he put on so much mass. Yeah. yeah. And the, the thing was, man, like now that he's gotten better, I kind of have to fight him like a Dark Souls boss. Yeah. <laughs> like I like I have to like roll in, like hit him once, and then roll out, and then spend the rest of the time running away from him. And that was the big night and day difference from like training for the Harley fight than with this fight is that. I used to be able to pop Aaron, he would flinch, and then I would punish, right? Yeah. And now I pop Aaron, and then he immediately fired back. So it's great. So the way the way I had to fight him was I would have to stick him, and then I would have to move immediately afterward. Yeah. So looking at the footage and looking at the stills that were caught from that, like, that dude just has, like, defensive responsibility now. You know, like, when he yeah. throws a punch, he makes sure to keep his other hand up by his chin to protect himself from a counter yeah, punch. Yeah, right. that took a while. I know yeah. he was, like, not doing that. Because the time. instinct is to dr- to punch and then drop. Yeah, well, like, you, you sort of forget about what your other hand is doing while you're yeah. punching, right? Not me. When, <laughs> My other hand's always busy. When, when really, like, it's, again, the punches you don't see that hurt the most. So it's that defensive responsibility that keeps you safe while you're punching. Yeah, and I don't know. Aaron, Aaron had great form, man, and I'm, I'm just really, 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 uh, really impressed with his showing at this go around. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the other, uh, what do they say, matches on the card? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Did yeah, I yeah. say that right? Yeah. Well, I want to talk about Harley. Yeah, that's the standout yeah. for me. I mean, last year watching Aaron fight, I mean, it, I, I just like viscerally hated Harley during that fight just because he was clobbering our boy. Because there's also such a difference you yeah. know just in yeah. stature so, i yeah. mean he he is a big guy but this year was rooting for him so hard i mean yes. going, like he, you know he was the underdog in that situation going against 100%. a wrestling champion <laughs> even um, if even if harley had six inches and 30 pounds or five inches and 30 pounds on the guy or whatever it was yeah. uh yeah he still felt like the underdog because one guy is a pro athlete mm-hmm. and a heavyweight champion and Harley, despite being a big, strong guy, is not that. Uh, the thing was, food. I had yeah. my money on Harley for that fight that entire time, right. simply based off of the fact that uh, when we walked in the hotel, I saw uh, John Morrison doing pad work with someone, and he he wasn't engaging the scapula, boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, See, when you when you throw a right cross, you get an extra bit of range and an extra bit of power if you whip back your left shoulder while you throw your right hand out. Oh, I see. And he wasn't um, doing it. Yeah, and, and that's generally 
how I can tell like baseline of a boxer's level if they've gotten past that point where they understand that, that the right cross is a full body punch, right? Yeah. Not just the twisting of the hips and the throwing of the arm, but the whipping back of the shoulder. So I saw that and, you know, I saw I saw Harley's showcase last year where, you know, he went into it with a plan. Like every time Aaron got close to him, Harley would clinch and he would use his jab hand and extend it outwards to act as a sort of like poster frame that would prevent punches from coming through. But um, we saw him try that at the beginning of the first round, you know, sticking out a hand in, as far in front of him as possible. For, which is pretty from fucking far. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is really, really far and like a really difficult thing for like a shorter man to get into. But it seems like John rattled him really, really early. Yeah, and like continually pushing against the ropes, like and it yeah. Yeah. to the point where Harley I fell out. Yeah. Yes, and yeah. that was a crazy fucking moment. Yes. I just like the mood in the room. I guess the thing that doesn't get communicated with the live stream is just the vibe. Yeah, just also, deafening, like deafening yeah. in there. And when you're close enough to the ring, where your protection, the the clouds of spit and you the copper of the blood, and you hear those you know skin on skin hits. I don't think you could have scripted a better fight than that. No, it was amazing. The the cameraman getting <laughs> poked and like the feed going up. I oh, mean, absolutely. It, it was also speaking about the vibe in the room. I thought it was very interesting that pretty much with every fight, you could feel which way the room was going. And it was usually for one fighter over the other. In the Harley case, it was obviously Harley. Yeah. And when John won, the applause was, shall we say, tepid. <laughs> uh, when there's 20,000 people and it sounds like... Yeah. Like, obviously, everyone thought he, did, he deserved to win and did. But people were not thrilled about that. Yeah. Um, I mean, Harley getting through it. I mean, getting yeah. thrown off and still going. Facing a champion of that. Yeah. I mean, look at that guy. Like, John, that guy, as you as you noticed. <laughs> Built like a brick shithouse. Yes, I mean, just full muscle. But that's the thing. Uh, like, with boxing, like, I've seen so many instances of, like, chiseled fucking dudes not knowing <laughs> thank, how to Thank box. you. I, I don't like to yeah. brag. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brian, slow down. It's quite like put your shirt back on. Um, Never. But yeah, like that's the tale as old as time where a guy who looks super buff doesn't have the sort of like dexterous ability to yep. to to be a boxer or the strategy. Or strategy. Or like whatever. it's yep. they're, they're two completely different skill sets. Even like putting a wrestler into a boxing situation, you generally see the wrestler like be like there are some translatable skills between the sports, but it's kind of apples and oranges, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I saw that, and I thought Carly, who had been learning how to box for longer than John Morrison had, had an advantage there. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I also think that there was, like, a psychological um, game that got played with Harley where he got popped early. He was afraid of a wrestler. And, you know, when that happens, you see a lot of form go out the window. Mm-hmm. So if you watch, yeah. like if, if you watch the replay of that, that video, when you box, the goal is always to lower your center of gravity while you're moving, while you're throwing punches, kind of. The term that they say is called sitting down in the saddle, uh, right? Like sitting, is sitting, physically demonstrating. I'm, I'm physically like sitting down in it, like sitting down, but so, well, so I, don't, I, don't, I don't think this is going to be an interesting picture. I'm just kind of crouching down a little bit. Like, well, like I was halfway through the animation of a character going into stealth mode. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, but uh, we're not but, posting this. It's just Vernon slightly it, crashing. That one's for your personal right, yes. collection. My personal use. But I believe you can see in that footage after Harley gets rattled, he kind of stands straight up and then he loses his footwork ability. Oh, really? Okay. Cool. Yeah. Which is exactly where a shorter fighter wants you to be because 
at that point, you're not able to get leverage on your punches when you throw them. And then you give a shorter fighter more real estate to move in closer to you and fire their shots. I see. So what put Harley down was a really, really like textbook, beautiful right cross straight down the punch lane into Harley's chin. Mm -hmm. I got a lot of respect for John Morrison, man. Like that guy really absolutely showcase some like good boxing ability good okay well i'm i'm surprised to hear that part of me was wondering if he would just coast on his existing skill set which i guess he didn't do which is great no i've just i've I've seen a lot of wrestlers be bad at boxing man i want to talk about uh the murder that we witnessed which was nathan oh my god Uh, that was the one i was most nervous for because like i know those two like like after seeing the ab hundar fight last year so what what happened with that one i don't know ab wouldn't back down like, he won? Uh, no, he, he lost, but he lost after going the distance. Got they it. went all five rounds. And also, Hundar looked so fucking cool in that yeah. fight, like his whole fit. Yeah, and A.B., you know, A.B. knocked Hundar down, I believe, in the final round last year. And I think, I truly believe A.B. had a lot more to show this go around, but I was talking to Nathan earlier, and he went into it with strategy, right? He's He was like, I'm going body shots. I'm specifically liver hunting, which is kind of a hard thing. <laughs> liver hunting? Yeah. Which wow. is a, like a hard thing to do as a southpaw, right? Nathan's left-handed, so so he boxed with ah. his right hand out in front. Your liver is on the right side of your body, just right. below your floating rib cage, like uh, on the side of you. And uh, Vernon knows this because Aaron hit him, and <laughs> then he couldn't box for nine months. That right. was a, that, that, no, that was, that was a that was a rib. It's, it's a long story, okay. but it, my ribs are fine now. But so when you box southpaw, you're literally presenting your liver to uh, your opponent, right? That's hot. Um, yeah, yeah, right. But also... Hannibal style. Your opponent, like AB, is right-handed, so his liver is as far away from Nathan as you can get. Yeah. So Nathan had a really bold strategy to, like, attempt a precision shot on AB's liver, but he succeeded somewhere in the middle of the round, and then from there you could tell that, like, AB was just kind of in protection mode. Yeah. Valiantly made it to the end of that round and then unfortunately had to quit on the stool. Liver shots aren't a joke. It's probably one of the worst pains you can feel. Um, It's actually really, really fun anatomy, right? Because like somehow evolutionarily our livers just kept growing to the point where it grew past the rib cage that was there to protect it. Mm. So just below the floating ribs, there's just like a cluster of nerve cells. Oh, I didn't realize it. Yeah, that oh, when when it gets struck by a blow like that, it sends a pain signal to your brain that like paralyzes you from the waist down. Mm. Right. That's so, interesting. First of all, I, I I love that Nathan sprinted. Yeah, his showmanship. Amazing. Oh God, it's beautiful. That guy's a total showman. He really gets it. Loved calling out the WWE. That was at the end of that. That was actually. I want to talk about my favorite moments from the night. That was definitely one of them. Mm. What did he say? You have my con. You sent me a contract. I have the contract signed. Signed. I think that's great. What else? Uh, William Haynes thanking the Jews. Yeah, that was that was a big one for me personally. And the hose. And the hose, of course. What else did I like? Uh, John. What's his last name? Morrison. Morrison. Name dropping the Paul brothers (laughs) as being fake. Awesome. Really great. Um, uh, I think I mentioned this when we were walking last night, but Marisha is awesome, and I think that was a great fight. But Haley, it was so great to see her come back from last year because I was really rooting for her last year. Minx had that height advantage and the long uh, arm, and Haley coming back with like better form. I mean, you could just absolutely. see her back muscles. She was she up. was a really crisp boxer, and I I, I fed 
Marisha Ray a hot pepper years ago on Hot Pepper Gaming. We've been friends ever yeah, since. You mentioned that, yeah. I, I I love her so dearly. She's the best. Like to her credit, she hung in there. Yes, like she, absolutely. And she brought it back too, like in the later rounds. I yeah. mean, she was getting popped in. Speaking of of the rounds, so in between the rounds, they would show like percentages of blows landed. Mm-hmm. When they're scoring the match, is that what they're basing no, that on, or it's, that's just it's, a separate like thing? Boxing, like boxing scoring, is a really subjective thing. What what they do is they generally put three judges on either sides of the ring, so everyone's viewing at it, it from a different angle. One judge on yeah, yeah. There's three judges on, on three, like, three judges on the rings, right? Each judge is on a different side. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah, and so like they all view kind of a different fight, so it can be like sort of subjective. Yeah. Because it's um, hard to see what lands sometimes. Yeah, but generally I think all of the decisions were pretty spot on. With the exception of, I think, I personally believe Vidubs deserved a draw. I thought he won those last two rounds. It was really close, too. Yeah. yeah. I think Ian had, like, a really, really rough first round while Alex Wasabi had all of the gas in his tank and was, like, throwing really, really crisp, uh, what are called check left hooks which is you wait for your opponent to move in on side of you on a punch, like throwing a punch at you, and while that punch is coming in, you step back and throw out your left hook to catch them as they're coming in. Mm-hmm. And Alex had, like, he had really, really textbook perfect and very fast versions of those punches, but you could tell that he used up most of his energy in that first round trying to, like, do that dominant display. Yeah. And Ian, to his credit, that guy has, like... Fucking heart of a lion, man. If I was getting popped like that in the first round, like, I don't know if I could get off the stool. That was terrifying. I think I said this to you guys last night, but just, like, Ian really looks his best when he is super beat up. (laughs) Like, I don't know, he rocks it so well, and it really just is very endearing to see him covered in sweat and blood. It's something about the stash and the mullet, like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Really quickly, can we talk about Ethan's fight? Oh, yeah, that was another one that I was uh, very proud proud of. I am so proud of that dude. I, I sparred with him uh, maybe about three months ago. Like, he had a lot of stuff to work on in those last three months. I believe specifically, like, his head movement wasn't really there when I was sparring them. He didn't have a lot of lateral movement in his footwork, so most of his attacks would come in sort of like in... Imagine, like, a game of Street Fighter, right, where you're just moving in and out on a two-dimensional plane. And a lot of his punches were... The setups for his combos would come off of a jab specifically. So all of his all of his combinations would start with a kind of a predictable punch. But in those three months, it looks like he fixed literally all of those problems. And he walked out into that ring with stellar head movement, with a phenomenal punch selection. Like the punch that put Leonhardt down was an overhand right, which I thought was beautiful. So I don't know, man, like a boxing match is one outside of the ring in the training beforehand. Yeah. And seeing how much Ethan was working out, I truly believe, like, that made all the difference in his boxing it's, ability. That's a guy who, you know, I've known Ethan, or I should say we've known each other a long time, and I remember him just as a, as a baby creator, you know, coming up kind of when he was first doing stuff with Mark, mm-hmm. uh, and just seeing how far he has come I mean, that's been a long time personally, now. Personally, creatively, all, socially. The whole thing. Every, everything. You know, I feel like I saw a kid grow up. Yeah. I can obviously claim no credit for anything. I barely was involved in, in anything he did, even though we've done a few things together here and there. But just seeing this guy really come into his own, that felt palpable. 
mm-hmm. last yeah. night. And it's it's like, oh, there's my friend and he's kicking ass. Like he's there, doing so great. There, there was like I, I a was, lot of that. I loved I mean, it. There was yeah. just so much heart, uh, yeah. you know, watching because it's a bunch of people who like got that dog in them and they got something mm-hmm. to prove. Like yeah. I don't think I would be as interested in watching traditional boxing because there's just something no, about that's right. people who have had to train very hard to get to this point. Yeah. Um, and it, one thing I like about it too is, you know, I think there's this public perception of YouTubers as, oh, they just fucking, you know, record a video and then put it out. There's so like lazy idiots mm-hmm. uh, who wants to watch someone play video games. And everything we saw on display last night was people who worked for months, if not years, on this one goal. And it yeah. completely belies all these perceptions of, of what people who do what we do are actually like. Yeah, uh, the successful ones are successful for a reason. Yeah, it's um, I don't know. It's interesting because um, you guys hear me talk about boxing all the time. I, I just think it's a dangerous sport. It's like, obviously really, really scary. It's a reason I will never do it. Fucking like I don't know, man. Like it's it's not a game. But I think to Creator Clash's credit, like the the organizers, Ian and Nisa, like all the real good touring guys, like everybody who who helped put this on, they were very dedicated to making sure each one of the fights was like fairly matched. Yes. Right. And no matter like what level of boxing you are, it, like in a fairly matched fight, what makes the difference between the fighters, if, if they're training for the same amount of time, the big differentiating factor is heart. Yep. Is courage. So like, I think in a lot of these fights, we were able to see like, see a bunch of YouTubers who were showcasing like how much they wanted it. Right. Uh, and how hard they were willing to work to get it. And I think that, I don't know, man, I think that's a testament to a lot of these guys and the reason yeah. why they're as, as successful as they are because they have a lot of heart and they put a lot of heart into what they do. Yeah. Another thing that's interesting to me is, you know, I imagine for professional fighters, you have a lot of data on your opponents, yeah. right? You can watch match after match after match and kind of see where their strengths are, blah, blah, blah. Here, people are working with essentially nothing. Mm-hmm. Right, so which is scary, man. which is scary. Especially you don't know what you're going to get. For like Haley, for example, I think she's been very on top of the psyop of like giving nothing, yeah, of, uh, nothing other than like maybe a vague nervous energy, yeah. and then coming out like a beast. Yeah, which yeah. And I, I can't stress this enough. Like wonderful form, so it's just like truly, truly good form on Haley. Like, and I've spent the past year hearing Vernon shit talk various boxers' forms, and I've had to watch. <laughs> <laughs> commentary about what the shit form is and uh yeah we, we get an email after every episode of the podcast with extensive notes yeah <laughs> to that point um michelle versus andrea like yeah, yeah two people who look like actual boxers out of there like i was deeply impressed with specifically andrea's form because like she had longer legs and she was able to like develop a stronger base by kind of like yeah leaving herself with a wider stance. And I think that was a close match. And I would love to see both of those guys fight again. Uh, Speaking of that, one person I never want to be in the sights of is Alana Pierce. She, watching her eyes was just like, it's like this resolve, which is like, oh my God, she is like in it. Yeah, And that was amazing. Somebody sitting behind me referred to it as raptor mode. Yeah. (laughs) It's like Rachel uh, was telling me she watched the weigh-in and she's like, you know, Alana comes up and, you know, it's before the weigh-in. She's like, ah, you know, it's Alana just being Alana. And then she like flexes and Rachel was like, oh my God. Yeah. What? Biceps, dude. I had the the honor of working out with her for a session or two and uh, just helping her with specifically with that like flinch mechanic, right? Of like, she literally just asked me to throw a bunch of punches at her so she could, like, develop her defense. Yeah. And, she again, like, she went to it with defensive responsibility. Like, her hands were always up. Mika's, too, for that, man. Mika like, was like, great also. Absolutely. Like, two, two people 
uh, actually agreed to spar with Mika in, like, there's a gala after this where we all had to put on, like, nice clothes. Nice clothes. Uh, and I agreed to spar with Mika at the gala, so that'll be that'll be fun and terrifying. Yeah, and bo- both, both Mika but, and Lana, sturdily built humans. Like, Jesus they are not Christ. slight people. Yeah. Like, and, you know, muscular, very strong. I guess the takeaway from training with Alana was that, like, I would have her punch me a couple times, and they were just, like, crisp, hard punches. Like, they, like, I was a little terrified. Yeah. Also, she wins best hair. I feel oh, like yeah. she was really pulling off the braids. 100%, yeah. yeah. I think that's probably a good place to wrap yeah. this up. Uh, I don't want to... Thanks for letting me talk about boxing. Oh, no, dude. I, I never, I never Thanks talked. for letting us milk you for content. Yeah. Oh, happily. Whenever you, when you guys do a boxing special, let me know. Like, I, you literally can't get me to stop talking about boxing. Yeah, now, let's I, do this next year. You no, know, I didn't come last year to this. I know you didn't yeah. either, Layton. I was very... Uh, I had a lot of FOMO. Yeah, I had FOMO when I... Well... Mainly, I, I, I was kind of COVID cautious. Yeah. I'm fully expecting to get some sort of illness this weekend. But I'm so glad I was here. The vibe in the room was just amazing. And it, it was great to see so many old friends and watch a really, I think, a, a really special event that far outperformed what it could have been. There, there's a way to do this and have it be like a bare minimum. Like, yeah. oh, we're just going to, you know, YouTubers fighting, blah, blah, blah. They really did such a good job and it was we 20,000 person arena oh full of God. screaming gamers and like i don't i don't know if i've ever felt an atmosphere like that in my entire life you know we we know a lot of the the organizers the real good touring people personally we spend a lot of time with them and to don't watch personally what, care for Brent. yeah let's, you can take him or leave him really i don't want to talk about Brent anymore uh <laughs> We saw what they went through to put this on. Mm-hmm. And as with any event of this size, there's ups and downs. You think you're about to do something big and then some fucking problem comes in. It's just what happens with this sort of thing. And watching what they went through to make this happen, it, and I'm not even talking about the fighters. I'm talking about just the organizational insanity of making yeah. this event go. They got a bunch of YouTubers to show up on time yeah. for something, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Nobody was late. They're all there. That has never happened before. So watching what our friends went through to make this happen and then see it come off so successfully, even though I can claim literally no credit for what's for their actions whatsoever, I'm really proud of them. And watching Real Good Touring in particular start as a baby company yes. with Aaron and oh Brent and then, you know, an NSP being one of their first acts along with Grumps and, uh, and Jack Septic. Back in the day, we, we, were, the day. we were just going like Game Grumps at Levity Live. Like there I was with a backpack with a Wii U in it. There I am. Like, yeah. at, at the improv, yeah. Watching that company come up from that to this, it's uh, sky's the limit for those guys. And, you know, I just love them so much. So anyway, I hope you guys like this episode. I apologize for the probably not great audio quality, but you know what? It's authentic. It's Dogma 95. It's It's Florida. It's the end of the episode. Yeah. See you fuckers next time. Bye. Bye. Leighton Night is produced by Brian Wecht, Leighton Gray, and Jarek Centeno. Follow us on Twitter at Leighton Night, on Instagram at Leighton underscore night, or email us at LeightonKnight at gmail.com.